You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey lovers, I'm Reese Ray. And I'm T. Um, this episode we have one of our guests from uh, our Valentine's Day episode, and that would be Forrest. Hey, Forrest. Yo, what's up? What's happening? Hey. Um, so this episode, we're going to talk about uh, monogamy, polygamy, uh, Nick Ken and his babies, Kiki uh, White and her babies, and all that good stuff. Um, so how has uh, the month of March been for you, T? Well, the month of March has start. It has continuously been busy for me. Um, like we had said the last time we recorded, that we outside outside this year. So already for the month of March, I've been to a bachelorette party, a 16th birthday party, a wedding, and a um, a birthday party, another birthday party. <laughs> and then this weekend I'll be going to a concert. So I've been like running on fumes, really. And then I'm back in the office as of yesterday. Uh, they'll be filtering us in, but um it was brutal. Going into the office after being at a wedding, you know, you know what you do with you at a wedding, you have a good time, you drinking. Right. You ain't thinking about it being Monday the next day. So it was rough yesterday. For me, and I shot my shot. Okay. <laughs> shot my shot. Um, guy that I have been chatting with for quite some time on Instagram. No, not Instagram. Sorry, Twitter. And I was the one who suggested that we exchange numbers, and we chat just about every day. And in addition to that. There was somebody that I had matched with twice before on a dating app. Third time came around. I'm like, "Mm, what does this mean? Because it was something that he did that may have seemed small to other people, but it was a big deal to me. Uh, He had started talking to me the second time around, around my birthday. He never said happy birthday, never acknowledged it. And my birthday is important to me. And so I blocked him. And so when I got on this dating app again, because I had been on it like years and years ago. So I came back around and created a new profile. And I was like, looks like you're trying to reach out to me again. And he reached out to me, wanted to make a date. And I had agreed to the date. But then the the last couple of conversations we had, I was like, I don't know. It's just like he, he did kind of like a complete 180 just his stance on dating in general and feels like everything should be Dutch and why should I make an investment in somebody that I don't know a stranger and now I'm out of $60. And I'm like, what? Really? You you feel like dating is an investment like that when you literally are getting to know people, anything that you do for enjoyment, for the most part, you are going to spend money. So I told him, I was like, we're clearly not going to see eye to eye on that. Had not heard from him since Friday. And right before we started recording, he texted me. I haven't responded yet. So I seriously doubt that I will uh, go to the date. 
even though I said I would, just because I'm like, if you said that you are pursuing me for years now, you're not really showing it. And I'm not going to waste my time, especially, like I said, I want my dating life to be fun. I want it to be enjoyable. I want to have options. So sometimes you got to go with your first mind. My first mind was to just ignore it, not unblock them. But I took the advice of one of my friends and gave him a second chance or should I say, yeah, third chance, second Mm -hmm. chance, second Mm -hmm. chance. And mm -mm, it ain't happening, child. It ain't happening, but. It's all good. I'm I'm not upset. It's just like, you know, people's words and their actions don't ever match. They don't. So no sweat off my back. Um, what about you, Forrest? Since the last time we talked to you, what's been up with you? Shit, just like really uh just creating, like focusing on my art, um, just trying to just like deep, just keep like keep going deeper with it. Um, and just, like I said, being a step closer to million dollar paintings. Uh, as far as personal, oh shit, my personal life is janky as hell. Um, <laughs> I think I told you before, I was beefing with my baby mama and just very interesting trying to uh, parent when you got grown kids and you're divorced. So that's like a whole different level of parenting, trying to co-parent. And as far as like with the women, it's like, it's literally like, I'm really just focused on getting this money because I want to buy this house. And if anybody wants to come along with this journey, then they can, but it's like, it's, it's not the main focus. You know, I'm not really tripping off of whether I'm dealing with somebody or not like I used to be. Sorry. Well, me on the end, um, I don't know. Did I? I think I went on a date since the last time. Look at um, I believe. believe, Where is there to date in St. Louis? You asking the wrong person. We went to Norwalks. Yeah, it was uh, since then. So um, we went to Norwalks. You know, just drinking conversation. I went to a rap battle yesterday. Um, yeah, that was different. Um, not really much. It's been a lot of work in school. Uh, not really much else. Um, but I plan on, um, like, I ain't gonna say putting myself out more, but just being maybe a little bit more flirtatious. Um, I do have my eye on somebody, but then again, I like to make sure things is mutual because I don't like to put all my eggs in one basket. But yeah, that's my that's my question. Like, how is it? Like, how do you date in St. Louis with a run out, run into the same people? Because you and I know it's like the degrees of separation is very, very small. I mean, it is what it is at this point. Um, in, in our age bracket, you gonna run into somebody that either then dated somebody you know or is related or know somebody that you done dated so either you gonna get past it or you ain't um so yeah that's therefore i ain't really been putting like 10 toes behind it but if i flirt in the lead somewhere then cool if it don't <laughs> then cool um so 
uh, Forrest, you wanted to talk about um, monogamy and polygamy. And, oh, I didn't say it right, but y'all know what I mean. And um, Nick Cannon and his 7-Eleven babies. Um, what, what's, what made this your um, thought topic? What did make my thought? I was probably high at the time. Um, but no, nah, just um, I think with Nick Cannon, that whole situation, it's just a dude with a bunch of money. And they date on a whole different level and tax bracket than I do. And they have, they're able to access, you know, different women and kind of different situations. But I guess with my, what brought it up was just, I think I was listening to, what was I listening to? I was listening to this Best Sex and Money podcast. It was a pretty good one. And they were talking about different relationship styles, and different relationship topics. And I've only really heard those type of topics about non-monogamy from a kind of a white platform, uh, from a very, very European Eurocentric standard versus um, like black people talking about it. I know there's different spaces. Um, I know there's groups on Facebook. When I was in Atlanta, I was really, really, really exposed to it. And I'm like, okay, this, this, this can work because we're in a situation where there's a lot of distractions. Um, a lot more uh, accessibility when it comes to somebody that you might be, you know, you may be in a situation, but then you're like, okay, what's, what's over here? So you can either like hit them with a DM or whatever. So um, I just think that um, just, I would love to see those like kind of concepts more from a, a black standpoint, especially we saw it right now with, uh, with uh, Will and Jada, the uh, slap heard around the world and just kind of their situation on, you know, we, you know, they kind of avoided it, but then they finally was like, oh, yeah, we kind of be doing our own thing and it works for us. Yeah. I... Go ahead, T. No, um, I just looked at some some sound bites or, you know, clips from the, the episode that Nick Cannon did for the podcast. And he feels that being monogamous is not natural. And he also says he feels like Valentine's Day is a scam. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he, he feels I mean, that. <laughs> he just, he thinks that monogamy is not healthy. And he feels that we get into a space of selfishness and ownership when it comes to monogamy. And I, I find that interesting for you know, someone like Nick Cannon to say something like that, because from the way that he's presenting it, that he's well aware of, you know, not having sex with a condom, you know, a baby can be produced by that. And he feels that these women want to be mothers anyway, and he's going to grant their wish by spreading his super semen into all these different women. And I feel like, how can you be, a true present and accounted for father with so many different households. But overall, I think that we don't hear too many instances of non-monogamous relationships in our communities because it has a lot to do with people who may have grown up in religious backgrounds that's frowned upon. You know, monogamy is something that is definitely preached upon you that you know 
one one man to one woman and you know you're not supposed to open up your marriage to outside forces and you know it's sinful and to Forrest's point we hear about it in the the celebrity world and they have the resources for that so they can do that whereas I remember it's about a few weeks ago there was a woman a black woman who said that a man came to her about being in an open relationship and she said okay well what can you provide for me if you know i agree to being in this relationship with you and your you know your significant other and he basically is not going to add anything to her life so she's like okay well i'm not benefiting from it financially you're just going to give me some sex like that's it like you're not going to be able to take care of the both of us and so then of course you know people was like oh that's all that it's about it's about the connection i'm like listen love don't pay the bills sex definitely don't pay the bills but you know from that standpoint i think that with some people when they talk about wanting to open up their relationships or their marriages do you really have the resources and things to really please two women or a woman and a man or whomever do you really have what it takes to please two people at the same time and also take care of them it has to be some type of benefit from it it has to be and that's all that the woman was saying but of course you know social media is going social media it felt like she's being a gold digger she's like how am i being a gold digger i already take care of myself now so i'm going to continue to take care of myself but all you're going to offer me is sex so it just wasn't a, a good deal you know for her but um non-monogamous relationships do definitely exist in our communities but they're not talked about as much so it's still almost kind of like taboo would you agree with that for us yeah yeah it's definitely something that people like really don't want to like get into because it's kind of the whole pride thing is we got a reminder from plies of how much we hate women and the whole like i'm not going to defend somebody the other somebody's fashion. i'm like Yo, bro, like people are like, I just, I just, it's just funny when I see the conversations on like in social media because just the life I've lived and like where I've smashed somebody's wife, like, like in the office. So I know people like this thing is going on, but nobody wants to be open about it because a lot of men are very possessed. We have our fragile egos and we're like, we can, we can do our thing. Like we can do whatever the hell we want and y'all got to put up with it. But when it comes to a woman, like, you know, messing with another dude or whatever, then it's like, oh, snap. Then that's where we kind of get into our egos and our feelings and everything. Like, no, it's like, it's got to be very, very mutual. And I had to learn that because that's what kind of got me over the kind of crossing the burning sands of it, where it was like, oh, okay. You know, I, I was in a situation where I had to watch her do her thing. And I was like, oh, snap, this is something that I can, I can do. And I'm like, okay, I, I do get aroused by this. And it's like, okay, it didn't, like I had to try it for me to realize what I like. Okay, so non-monogamy or polyamory is the practice of having multiple intimate relationships, whether sexual or just romantic, with the full knowledge and consent of all parties involved. Polyamory is generally not gender specific. Anyone can have multiple partners of any gender at least one in five Americans has had a consensually, consensually non-monogamous relationship at some point in their lives. 
and about one in 20 is in one right now. A growing body of research shows that partners in such relationships find their bonds to be just as satisfying and fulfilling as those of married people and derive just as much happiness from them. But there are serious challenges as well. Polyamorous relationships demand openness, consent, trust, communication skills, clear boundaries, and mutual respect. Feelings of jealousy may arise, especially when a new partner joins a relationship and debates over how to raise children can also disrupt connections. And this is from Psychology Today. And the thing about it is, at least from my understanding, like I do know at least one person that is in a non-monogamous relationship, marriage. And, you know, everybody communicates openly. There's no secrets. You know who the person is dating in the marriage. And sometimes with couples, they both can date the same person as well. The thing that I see a lot is that people use wanting to open up their marriage because they have been caught out there cheating. And so they said, well, let's open it up. But it's never actually something that both people in a relationship can enjoy because only one person is actually being open in the in the relationship. And that, to me, means you're just wanting an excuse to cheat. Because there's no way that you can say that, you know, we have an open relationship. You are free to sleep with other women. But your lady, if she's not into women, can't sleep with other men. She has to sleep with other women. Or you sneak it behind her back and sleeping with other women that she doesn't know about. So it definitely, you have to have a huge level of trust, communication, and consent when it comes to non-monogamous relationships. And not a lot of people are willing to do that. They just want an avenue for them to continue to cheat. But they just want to do it in peace without, you know, their lady making any noise about it. But it's just not fair. Everybody should be able to be satisfied. Everybody should be able to enjoy every aspect of their relationship being open. But I have seen instances where women can agree to that and then they end up regretting it later. Maybe they do become jealous. Maybe their husband or their significant other is giving that person that's in a relationship with them more attention than them. Maybe they don't like the way that he's responding to them having sex and he's not getting that response from you. And so there's a problem. So I definitely believe that it takes a lot of trust for you to even have that. But I think that it needs to be, um, you know, an option given to all parties involved up front. It shouldn't be a decision that y'all make midway through your relationship or your marriage. That should be something that y'all talk about right up front. So that there's no confusion. And again, there's no room for jealousy. I don't, um, I get it, but I don't get it. Cause if that's the case, then just stay single. Um, with that, it's just, I feel like it's too many. It's not for me. That's number one. Um, and it's too many different, um, legs of the spider everywhere. I guess you can say, or legs of the um, octopus everywhere. Um, Because it's like, you can be with somebody, but I want to be with, okay, for example, I want to be with guy A, 
but I also want to be with God B. But so who, if I wanted this to be long-term, so do we all live in the same house together? Um, like do guy A and guy B get to have sex with whomever they want to? Like it is, it's too difficult for it's, me. Yeah, it's, it's like whatever you want it to be. Like it's literally, you can a la carte in the relationship. Like, it doesn't have to be, and even then, like, there's different levels of monogamy. Like, some people trip off their partner watching porn without them. Like, it's, it's a thing. But it's like, whatever you decide with the person, and it's like, all the rules of non-monogamy are the rules of, like, monogamy. It's like, you communicate. Actually, like, people in non-monogamy communicate a little bit more. Because it's like, okay, what do I want? What do I desire? But, like, kind of come to conclusion. Whatever you want to do. If, like, y'all want to live together, if only one of y'all want to be having sex, it's whatever y'all decide. And I don't believe that in uh, in non-monogamous relationships, it's not always the case that both, both people in the relationship date that person. It might just be the husband might date that person or it might just be the wife that dates that person, but it's never a secret. Like it's never something that you do in private. Everything is known. Now, um, the only other time that I know, uh, well, they wouldn't consider it non-monogamous. They just say they have multiple wives. It's Islamic faith. That's the only time I've ever seen from a religious standpoint where it's not uncommon for someone to have more than one wife. And even in biblical times, was it, um, was it King Solomon? had like 900 something can you imagine you you don't get to see your husband for 364 days out of the year you only get to see him for one day and and that's it i just cannot imagine that you know so it's definitely something that's not for everybody but even back to um you know black muslims that i know a lot of them are not with that they like "Uh uh-uh absolutely not i ain't about to be your second wife but it, it has to work for them. And I feel that in order for it to truly work, everybody has to live in the same house. They might not all live in the same house, you know, and some non-monogamous relationships. But I feel that it has to be something agreed upon for everybody to enjoy it. But then also you have to think about it as well. If that married couple has children, is the person that they're dating responsible also for now helping raise that child, you know, watching that child take that, you know, all of the responsibilities that the married couple already have, does the person they date also become a part of that as well, whether they live in the household or not? That's something to think about. Yeah, that's, that's whatever whatever y'all decide upon. Because I know for me, um, I'm just there for the fun. Like, just for the fun the art, I think this is where I'm at in my, um, just in my life where it's like, I'm really focused on my art and making this money. So I know that I don't have the capacity to give more than just like, okay, we can just fuck and be vulnerable. And then that'd be it. And then, you know, whatever they get from their primary partners, what they get from them. So with you mentioned, even though you probably don't remember, with you, you know, bringing this topic for us to discuss, 
have you been in non-monogamous relationships or do you yourself prefer to have a non-monogamous relationship over a monogamous relationship? Yeah, I've always kind of, it's funny, my, <laughs> my ex-wife, she read the comment and it was funny at the time. She was like, you wanted to be married and single at the same time. And that's kind of how I've always operated. I guess being a Gemini and artist as well, it's like there's just two totally different personalities that have to operate where one very much likes consistency, you know, the, you know, just like dealing with that one person, but then the other side is like, okay, let's have fun, let's deal with it. And it took me being in a relationship with somebody that wasn't, like, didn't, you know, fall for the, well, not fall for the, wasn't on the whole, like, yo, like, we're just going to be non-insane. And it took us doing, having the threesome. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is something, like, it was, I, I was like, okay, this is something that I can engage in. Um, and then from there, I'm like, okay, the doors were a little bit more open because, like, I just kind of feel like I can be more, kind of kind of be more, this is more my partner, we can kind of share more than somebody that kind of, that doesn't really, really know how to get down with their, their kind of sex life. So I think that, like, in your case, it's more of a, um, I don't want any, um, I'm going to say ties, but I don't want any, like, strong responsibilities i just want to have fun with it and be able to do as i please um but in other cases i've seen where guys will want to add a third party to their marriage or to their or they want to have a poly uh marriage or relationship and um they're like oh we just can't find the person it's because you and, and i hate to say this but you don't have the qualifications for that position that you're applying for. Um, and not even in a physical sense, because if you, and we talked about this on past um, episodes, guys would be like, oh, let's have a threesome and don't have enough dick for a twosome. Um, guys would be like, I want to add somebody to my marriage, but you're not satisfying me in the between me and you and not just in a sexual sense but like you're not there emotionally and and i don't think that they look at it like that i think that they look at it like oh i got two bitches that i can't fuck and even at our big age in our 30s they still don't like it ain't quite it's not clicking steven that you don't have you don't have a big penis and even and you don't necessarily have to have a big penis to satisfy a woman sexually but um you don't know how to work your penis or your mouth or anything else so that's that um you don't have the funds you are on a dead-end job and you want to have two women in your household um I'm a woman. We expensive. Even the lowest, low key, low maintenance woman is still expensive. That's number one. Number two. So let's say you get with these two women and they one has a child, other one has two children or they both have multiple children. So you have to take care of the woman, the other woman the little miles however many that is plus yourself and you don't have the means i don't think that when people get into these it sounds good 
it, it, it sounds good just like it sounds good with me and Idris ever being together, okay? Because this sounds so good to me. It might not sound good to y'all, but me and Idris Elba sounds so good together. But in reality, when am I ever going to meet this man? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just, it sounds good, but if you don't have the the backup to it, it's not going to be a good plan for you. And like you said, T, you hear this a lot because somebody has cheated, whether it's the man or the woman. Most times it's the man and the woman that's trying to save her relationship, whether it's a marriage or just a regular relationship. You cannot add another person into your relationship and think that's going to save it. That's just like you thinking that having a baby is going to keep this man. It is not. Yeah, so you made two great points. I'm going to add a third one because it's one of my favorite words to say. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. You made two points about it. A lot of men who try to present this idea to their partner or their wife are broke. Mm -hmm. The sex is not that great between their wife or their current partner. And they're Mm -hmm. ugly. They are ugly. They are ugly. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. I'm going to hop in. I'm going to hop in. I'm okay, go ahead. In. Go ahead. Because I got to calm down. I got to calm down. And the brothers. Because one, we can't be out here body shaving. Can't be out here body shaving. As I learned from uh, just watching the whole situation with uh, even Will and, uh, Will and uh, Chris, I was like, black people got so much pain, man. We just got so much pain. And we just got to do this whole, we got to be positive with each other. So. But I will say it is hard being a black man. It is hard. I know black women, y'all got it way tougher, but we fight these same battles. And I feel like if we work together, and even in these situations, we just kind of work together and realize, like, talk about, because a lot of us don't even know ourselves. So we like, okay, we don't know ourselves and we try to come in these situations. But I do agree for the most part, like, it just, once again, if you're trying to take care of that woman and take care of whatever she got to bring, yeah, you should probably have, you know, a certain level of income because it's rough out here. Uh, but if you're just trying to have fun, then it very, very much needs to be like talked about or understood and be like, yo, we just, yo, we just have a threesome. We just have fun. Like forget whatever responsibility we got. We just gonna have a good time because that's what it is. Or we're just going to like, um, we're going to like enhance our, our marriage because sometimes we're tired of doing the same position or we're tired of, you know, doing the same thing you know, taking care of the kids. Cause like it get re- I'm, I've been married before and I understand that it becomes very mundane, very routine and you, it gets boring and complacency will kill your marriage. And that's when like other people creep in. It's like, as long as you keep your marriage fun, then that's when you're like, you're good. That's when you can be like, okay, Hey babe, let's, Hey, your homegirl, she fine as fuck. You know, can we do something? You have a conversation, and she's like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought about it. You're thinking about it, and you talk about what y'all want to do, and it should be a, a joint effort. It should be like, okay, we either both want to do it or we don't want to do it, because if one of us don't want to do it, it's not going to be a good time. Okay, so calling somebody ugly is not body shaming. The reason why I say that is because a lot of times. The ugliness from the inside shows on the outside because of the way that they speak to women after they have propositioned a woman for this Mm -hmm. and a woman just say no. Or in this case, like I had mentioned, the woman who tweeted a couple weeks ago, 
what are you what can I benefit from this situation outside of sex? Like seriously, what what can I benefit? And then they want to get ugly at the mouth. So it's more than just the physical appearance and like for us, let's be real. For something like this to work or just in general, attraction is important. And anybody who says that attraction of any sort of way is not important are lying. Because when you first meet somebody that you find interesting, you're not attracted to their personality. You don't even know this person. The first thing you see is that person's looks. That's just, no, it is what it is. You ain't got no penis. You ain't got no penis. We, <laughs> we operate from a totally different game. It is totally but you're not. But you're not aroused by somebody's personality when you first meet them. Mm. I'm serious. You're not. You're not aroused by that. You are like, oh, she look good. Oh, her lip- oh I love her lips. Mm. Or, or look at her- if you a breast man, look at her breast. If you a butt man, look at her butt. Something like that. You are attracted to something, but you are not off rip. Attracted to somebody's personality. Like I don't care. Nobody say that's you do fraud. And if you say that, that's just not realistic. Like then you can grow to love somebody's personality be attracted to their personality and eventually their character but at first glance you are you like what you see like the guy i like from twitter i like the way he look and then his voice sounds very nice first thing in the morning i like that y'all like y'all like us for more than our dicks and that's where y'all kind of like that's where it kind of gets y'all in trouble that, I mean, but men do the same thing. Like y'all, okay. Let me, let me. Okay, first is not body shaming. I'm a backpedal. Um, T, if you're right, because the minute you say a dude try to holler at you and be like, "Oh no, I'm good," you could be the nicest. You could say it in the nicest way. You could say, "No, no, thank you," or "No, I'm I'm seeing someone." Well, fuck you, then, bitch. Duh, 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 duh. Or it's my favorite right here because y'all know, you know, I'm the plus size Don around this motherfucker. I will fuck you too, then you fat bitch. But I was just fat when you was trying to. Never mind. Don't. And then they go, and that's just another way for them to tear black women down. So, so they attacking our appearance. They're attacking our weight, and then and. Like yeah. I said, we gonna we gonna briefly touch on this situation. The slap hurt around the world. They have a lot to say about women's hair in that moment of rejection. And so the thing is, it's like when they say that women are emotional and men are the logical sex, I beg to differ because of the many instances and stories that we see in a, a crime of passion or they feel disrespected because a woman had the nerve to say no. And they either do real bodily harm to that woman or they can take her life. But Going back to the Will and Jada situation, just as Forrest mentioned, for years, people had speculated that they had an open marriage. They would be hush-hush about it. No, like this image, black love, yay, black love. They were relationship goals for a lot of people for a very long time. And then when August Alsina didn't play his role as a side nigga, and want to go and expose the relationship he had with Jada, but Jada was wrong in that situation, and we'll get to that. So put a pin in that. But you know, it was because he told the business, and they should have had him sign an NDA. But because he put it out there, then that's when Will and Jada had to address it. So not only did they confirm that they do have an open marriage, but also at the time 
that Jada was in a relationship or entanglement with, with August, they were separated. And so now, ever since then, men and some women have multiple jokes of, oh, she disrespected Will. And I'm like, how? They weren't together. They were separated and they have an open marriage. So where did the disrespect come from? Where did Will lose a, a step in his masculinity in this situation? And so now in this situation where Chris Rock rightfully got slapped in his face, now people are saying, oh, he took it too far. Oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. A woman, a black woman specifically being hurt in that moment, annoyed or angry, is just dismissed. And all of the focus is on these two men. But yeah, so for years, that was a spec, you know, they speculated about Will and Jada. They had a lot to say about their marriage and the way that they raised their children, mm-hmm. their appearances as well, et cetera, et cetera. So those were the first couple that, well, no, they wasn't because Monique, um, the comedian Monique and her husband were the first celebrity couple that I know of that admitted to having an open marriage. But again, you not you never really hear about everybody in the situation totally being satisfied, totally being okay with it. You hear about women agreeing to it reluctantly because this is what they man want. It's not what they truly want. And now they may be sleeping with women and they're not really into women, but they want to satisfy their man or they want to satisfy their husband. And I just feel like if y'all both agree to an open marriage or open relationship, everybody should benefit from it emotionally, physically, financially, all of it. You know, you should you should truly benefit from it all. And just as Reese mentioned, it's not for me. Have I ever thought about doing a little DP situation threesome? Absolutely, I have. But that boat sailed for me. <laughs> and a lot of times, I was the one that was presenting this situation. I'm like, I want two men. The men I dated was like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. If we're going to do something like that, it's going to be, so, I'm like, well, I'm not into women. So how is that going to work? So you get to enjoy this woman and I just, I'm just going to sit there. I'm going to lay there, whatever. Like, nah, it's not going to work. And you think I want you to have sex with two niggas, me and another nigga? No. I'm like, okay, well, so, I guess it ain't happening. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. That's another thing. The mention, the moment a woman's like, okay, well then, yeah, we can have a poly relationship, but I want two men. Oh, you want to get ran? You want to get a train run on you? So why is it now a train when the woman wants to have a threesome with two men, but if you want to have it with two girls, it's not a uh, is 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 okay and it's cool. So you you have to like you gotta like be really really open with that type of thing. Me. Right. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna get a little personal here. I was asked to be a part of someone's um marriage before. Um, but it's not for me. I, I just feel like nah, I'm good because one, I, I'm gonna need my space. And that's another thing. That was it's it's not for me. I can't speak for nobody else, but it's not for me. Because when I want my space, I wanna be able to go to a corner of the house and not have to deal with 
no kids, no other spouse, shit, not no other woman. I don't want to be in the house with the same woman in our periods click up. Because if she store hers before I store mine, I'm going to be pissed. So, yeah, that's why it's not for me. Um, the other thing was, how do you, like, I, I guess it is a money thing. Um, how do you make time for all these people than yourself? Uh, once again, I can only speak for me. Okay. I can only speak for me, but just me and my personality and how much, like, I kind of, I really prioritize myself, like with me and my art, but then I'd be like, oh, okay, I want to spend some time with somebody. And there's a certain energy and there's a certain person I want to, you know, be with. And this, once again, was when I had a rotation more in Atlanta. Uh, and it was like, okay, this person provides this or this, you know, energy or whatever. And I'll spend that time with them. And it's like, all right, it's cool. We do our thing and then we keep it moving. And it's like, I think I realized how busy people really are because you think of a week and it used to be like, oh, okay, it's like just days or whatever. But like a week is a really long, you know, when you think you throw in work, you think you realize how busy people are and you're like, you really realize you don't have a lot of time for somebody else. And me being a artist and I don't work from nine to five. So I'm like, I have more of a capacity for more people. So that's how I'm like, oh, okay, maybe on a Tuesday, I just want to spend this time with somebody or all right, this other person, I see them on like a Thursday or a Saturday or something like that. And it, it works. But if it don't work for you, it don't work for you. Like nobody's, you know, it's like whatever you want to, whatever, you know, you want to get into. So. I, I I get it. I get it. Is it's a case by case scenario, and one thing I did, I actually listened to the um, interview with Nick Cannon, and he was like, uh, the lady was like, well, um, how do you like? Do you get them all together? It would be nice to get them all together in one house, and he was like, no, I can't do that. Like some of them is okay with it, some of them is not. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, yeah, he got the, the the monetary means to provide for those kids, but he even mentioned uh, some of them have ghost pages where they follow each other and see they don't even get along. Like you you build in a village and the neighbors don't even like each other. But I mean, even even with that, like a relationship is a relationship. Even folks in like these like these relationships you see on Instagram where everything's perfect, everything's like, oh, we're happy, we're happy, we're happy. And I'm all like, what are y'all really dealing with? Like, is she over there? Because I've smashed somebody's wife I, plenty of times. I've smashed somebody's wife before, like at work, all because she was pissed off at old oh, dude. So I know this thing is going on, but people aren't, I don't think we're at a space where we can only talk about, because once again, Black people, we love very, very differently. Um, our love is very, it comes with a lot of pain um, where we couldn't, like as black men, we couldn't protect our women. That's why I was very proud of Will. Like, even though way it looks like you have to protect your queen at all costs because we black men have been so much accused of, oh, y'all don't stand up for us. Y'all don't, you know, all the things that go with that. So it's like, yo, once again, you got to be able to, if you're going to engage in this behavior, you've got to be responsible as a man because you can't, like you just, I just feel like you got to be, once again, you got to be accountable if you're going to engage in these behaviors. Yeah, you have dudes that's 
or just people in general, because people are going to people that are going to lie. They're going to, you know, use stuff to whatever. Um, and it makes any relationship messy. But like, yo, like the stakes are higher when you're dealing with multiple people because you do have diseases out here. You do have uh, multiple emotions that you got to deal with. You got all these other things to deal with. And people just think it's, oh, I'm just going to smash, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's like, no, it's more than that. Yeah, I, mm, I uh, he said the thing about the Valentine's Day, but that's how most men feel. But I mean, I don't know. And he said that his daughter that'll be um that'll be his Valentine's for the remainder of his life or something like that. But Ooh. exactly, so it's tomato, like tomato, tomato, tomato. I'm throwing tomatoes. Yeah, and it's like. Okay, so what when you do have these relationships with these women, you're not going and I understand people feel like Valentine's Day is a man based holiday and X, Y, and Z. Um but let's be real. How many of the average men are going well, some men are going out their way on an everyday basis, but it's not over 50% of the men are going out their way on an everyday basis. It's not. They are not. It's and it's just that. Um, but how can you, and, and you limiting your other kids and your sons, because I don't think he have no, any other girls except for Monroe. Um, your sons are seeing this. So it's like, oh, when I get a girl and yeah, it may be man-made or whatever, but it, it's it's the thought to me. But I, I just, he, it, the fact that he was like, oh, yeah, like Mariah's not going to get with them to uh, get together with them and make this a whole big happy family. So you got all these kids, you okay with like, keep building all these kids, but then the mothers don't get along because at the end of the day, it's like a village. Like you, you want this big happy thing. And he was like, one thing he did say, that I did like, um, and I wrote it down because I liked it, um, is if I'm not fulfilling you, make it your means to find somebody who do. Don't just stick with me just because. So, mm-hmm. I like that he gives them free range, but at the same time, it's like, they basically forced to be sister-wise because, mm-hmm. I mean... That's why he got so many jobs. He got to take care of all them kids. Man, and at any given moment, one of the mothers of his children might get mad and be like, "Ah, you gotta pay me more money," or you and, know, and I'm pretty sure that like from that interview that he was saying is like they not okay with it. Like some of them are because it. Oh, I got a baby by Nick Cannon, but some of them like no, that ain't what I want. That's why I got snips. That's why I got I got me a vasectomy because I was all like, oh, just having one like. Just having one is stressful. Like, I don't know how these dudes be out here with most of the mamas. If they make it work, they make it work. But I'm all like, I, I can only be one. And and that's a lot for me. Yeah, it's just all those different personalities. And mm-hmm. then as your children get older and they grow into their personalities, now them kids might, might cuss Nick Cannon out when they get old enough. Like, uh-uh. Because we already know that Monroe and Morocco don't associate with their half-brothers and sisters. Mariah ain't having that. So, I can only imagine what them twins be doing. Be like, did you see daddy had a new... Mm, I don't know her. Like they mom. I don't know her. 
know her. And but then, don't let the kids get older and ask. So uh, again, I'm gonna get a little personal. I got some. I got a ghetto twin. My daughter is a ghetto twin. They're not like <laughs> they're not like months. Um, they're not days or nothing. They're like a month and probably like ten days apart. They clash. They 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 clash only because in the other sister's household, she's the she's the second oldest. Raylan is the only in this household, but she's older than the other one. So she like, well, I'm the oldest. No, I'm the oldest. Like that's the type of argument that they get into. Dad, you need to step in and explain. Like this is what happened. This is why X, Y, and Z is older. So. When your kids get up and have to ask these type of questions or even with the, well, daddy, why you got two wives? Like, <laughs> Billy mama only got one wife. Hey, I'll be like, hey, look here. It ain't work with the first one. Uh, <laughs> so I kept her and got another one? Yeah, we got to be, we got to be real with these kids. Like, with our, that's what, that's the, that's the fumbles that like I had to deal with. Like, my parents were married for like, 30 some odd years. So I always thought that, oh, you thugged it out all the way through, through the thick and the thin. And then when I, well, it was my first relationship after my divorce where she was all like, oh, this ain't working for me. And yeah, right, keep this moving. And it really, I was like, oh, we don't, like, I was like, oh, I thought we, we're supposed to throw this thing out. And she's like, she was like, no, homie, no, this ain't working. So I feel like as long as we are, because kids are resilient, like, as long as you let them know what the game plan is. They gonna roll with it. You and my hey, yo, me and your, we and your dad, he, we on some other stuff right now, and we can't communicate. So that's affecting this thing. I'm sorry, you know, I can't, you know, things ain't working out. But when you get older, you are gonna understand. And I think yeah. when we come to that approach, it's easier to have. It's like we gotta, like I said, these kids, we just gotta be real with them because they be knowing. But how would you? Okay, so let's say for an example, your kids are grown, so we're gonna say you have. Three sets of new kids, not three sets, but three new kids. Okay. And um they like, hey, uh, you have two wives or two partners. And they're like, Well, dad, you know, why do you have two partners? Like, my friend Billy, his his dad only has like one partner. So why do you have two partners? Like, what would your answer be? Hey, you um your daddy like to <laughs> he like to be an adult. And he has the capacity to maintain these two relationships. He also has the finances to maintain these two relationships. Um, so if you want to know more, I can always answer your questions. I think I have a, I have a very, very, very um, liberal approach. Because one, like the world was like kept away from me because I was grew up sheltered. And I've seen so much of the world, like being in the army and then um, just being out. This, of course, just trying to figure my life out. And I've seen a lot of things. So I think, like, I want to be able to tell my kids, like, yo, like, there's, you got to be careful. Like, if you're going to engage in these behaviors and have, you know, more than one sexual partner, you, one, you need your honor to be getting tested. Your honor need to be very, very, very communicative about your status. Like, if you're bringing anybody else into the picture, like, y'all, if y'all going to not use protection, all right, we need to talk about that. All right, what happens? You know, it's a lot of communication. Like, what happens if you get pregnant, yo? What are we going to do with this? Are we going to keep it? Are we going to, like, take care of it? So, yeah, I just want to be, I just want people to talk more because we we don't. We have very servicey conversations. And that's another thing, though. Like, this, this, again, 
keep it a book. How many men over the age of 21 goes to the doctor on the regular? Oh no, we we ain't going to the doctor till something fall off. Like it's sad. Exactly. So yeah. I should not, and that's another reason why that whole polygamy is not for me. That whole adding another spouse is not for me because if I'm if I'm fucking you raw, how do I know you ain't bringing something back from Keisha? Because if Keisha goes to the doctor and Keisha tell you she ain't got nothing, most men be like, oh, she went to the doctor, she ain't got nothing, so she cool. She ain't went to the doctor, she went to the doctor, she ain't got nothing, she cool, so I'm cool. And nine times out of ten, the man it's, is it's, and that's this this science there. So it's I don't know. It is not for that's me. That's why you gotta Yeah. It's like these niggas, you gotta it's a nigga you like if you're gonna do this stuff, it's not a nigga you meet within like the first nine days. Like I like from a I don't miss doing therapy. I miss I mean oh, I need to do couples counseling. It's like <laughs> Before y'all engage in this, like y'all need to have a very solid foundation. Like, is y'all communication on point? Do you know this nigga? Like, do you if this nigga like sleeps an hour too late, should you know you need to text him or whatever? Like, that's the kind of relationship you need to have before you engage in. And even then, you're still gonna have your fumbles. You're still gonna because it's a new situation. But as long as you had a communication right down there, then it's way easier. But if like you can't trust that dude, then you probably don't need to be smashing them in the first place um that's just kind of that's the advice i would be giving to my daughter like that's the game i would be like yo you you don't have to figure out to, you're on your own way but if you don't trust him you probably shouldn't be making long-term plans with somebody you can't see yourself dealing with so uh, that's true definitely true what is your thought on Kiki Wyatt and her kids? What is she doing? I'm in. I'm such under like a a rock. Like I barely know what's going on in the world. Just update me real quick, and I have a quick opinion. So she is, I think, four husbands in, three or four husbands in, eleven <laughs> children. She's pregnant with the eleventh. Okay. I got my opinion. I just want to hear yours. Um. Ooh, man, she got that fire. Hey, <laughs> I um I can relate. Um, it's um I really do. I really do feel. Um, I've had to learn to over my journey, and y'all women, y'all got a lot going on. Um, and especially deal with these dudes and the way y'all get scammed way more than we do. Um, and then a lot of times a baby will come out of it. Uh, I just my heart goes out. It's a lot. I really couldn't give you like a solid answer on it. I just say like for the parties involved, like y'all gotta talk about shit. Like y'all gotta, you can't sweep stuff under the rug because the more you sweep on the rug because you got situations, okay, it didn't work out with you for whatever reason. Like we still got this kid and the more hands that we got in the pot, the raising the child will be way more easier. But if you like can't, we can't do it. Cause like we came together to make this child. Um, unless it was some crazy thing going on. But yeah, it's like I don't know, like I said, it's a lot. Yeah. But I'm I'm just glad I don't have 
I don't have four base models. Um, so yeah. I mean, okay. I to each his own. If you feel like you want to have a village of kids, I mean, please go ahead and do so. Um, as far as Kiki Y, like she's 40 and pregnant with her 11th child and can hold a note better than I could probably run down the street. She be stabbing dudes, right? I mean, that was one ex-husband. Oh, she really got that fire. She really got that fire. She's stabbing dudes. That's yeah. So I'm good. I don't want that type of vagina. Like I know that it's good. Like, and then I I guess she's like, she's a Southern woman. So, you know, most Southern women feel like they got to get a husband, a baby. Um, You know, I've only did it once. And I think one is enough. If I get married and my husband want a baby, you know, I'm going to pop it open for him and give him one. But if I don't have to ever do it again like thank you god for letting me be successful in the one time that i did do it um but i feel like she should get the same type of grace and support that nick cannon getting because everybody applauding him and well he got the means to keep you ain't never heard kiki wise talk about putting her baby daddies on child support you really don't hear her talking about her ex-husband's I don't think I, I don't I don't keep up with her like that, but I've never heard her talk about her ex-husbands. I just know that she be didn't divorce him today and three months later she had a new husband. I'm trying to be like her. <laughs> I um I agree with you saying that the same level of grace or applause that we give somebody like Nick Cannon should be extended to Kiki Wyatt. My thing is that when white women have a whole bunch of white i mean a whole bunch of kids she she gets a television show when Mm -hmm. kiki wyatt you know divorces and marries a new man and gets pregnant she gets jokes Mm -hmm. now i would like for her to stop singing if only you knew because she sings it more than patty labelle does there are other songs that she can (laughs) sing because i mean she sings down but there are other songs like i would love for her to just to do a cover album of all the divas but anyway, but yeah, like I feel like she should be steamrolling this into a reality show. She's done reality TV before. She was on Hollywood. I mean, she was on R&B Divas. So yeah, she can steamroll her life into a reality show and get a bag. Like I said, white women, what was it? Cake plus eight? She did it. Yes. And you know who else could, could do something like that too? And they was on reality TV as well, but that's because they had a cheating husband at the time. Little Mo. Little Mo the same way. She gets hey, divorced. Little Mo she is definitely baby. the same way. I forgot about Little I didn't forget about her. Yeah. But she got like eight or nine kids. But mm-hmm. one we we hate women as Plies just showed us. Like I'm not gonna like run up on a dude like if they even smash or whatever crazy thing. And then two, it's all like even with black people that is villainized a hypersexuality because I remember rest in peace, Shawty Lowe, he was gonna have a reality show with him and his baby mamas. And I guess was black Twitter that strong back then? I think it was. Yeah, it was, it was like this whole movement to get. And I was like, I want to see how Shawty Lowe balances all these baby mamas. Like, I I really want to know because I'm like, okay, it's a lot. And one, we shouldn't be 
like it's just it's just crazy how we villainize how people like as long as that them kids is like food, clothes, and shelter, they good. Cause I worked in CPS before and I realized I was like, oh yeah, y'all, a lot of y'all don't even need to be parents. So um, but still I'm rest in peace. I'm at the Charlie Lowe show, never happened. Yeah. They try to do it with Lil Boosie too, but they can keep him because I <laughs> he just needs to stick to rapping because he gives me a headache. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, um, but yeah, let Kiki White get a bag. You know, yeah. I'll be on board for it. But like I said, I'm tired of Heffa keep singing If Only You Knew. I would like to hear her sing something else. And she actually did do a um an album of covers. So she has the capability to do it, but but they keep booking her to do shows to sing. If only you knew, like she sang that where she, huh? Album was fire. Her first album was like, if you go into that early two thousands, like R and B bag, Kiki White was the one. That was a good album. Yeah. I'm just saying she sang Pay LaBelle song more than Pay LaBelle do, and she sang Pay LaBelle song more than she sang her own catalog. So I'm just like, come on, Kiki White, get it together, honey. So if you don't want to put out any new music or, like I said, a do a cover album again, then get this bag in reality TV. Oh, the day in the life of Kiki White. Covers. Okay. All right. Yeah. And she, she, that her um cover of Diamonds and Pearls, she did that. Mm-hmm. Even her Tennessee Whiskey cover is good. What? Tennessee Whiskey. Yeah, y'all know that's my jam. So yeah, so I'm like have, she has I'm gonna it. Go listen. I'm gonna have to go listen. Yeah, right. that diamonds and pearls. I say go ahead, girl, because I love Prince and I love that album, Diamonds and Pearls. So she did that, and she actually sang um, Jeremiah's uh, "What's the Baby There's No Me Without You and I." She did the cover of that. Yeah, she smashed the vine. She smashed that song from top to bottom, Reese. She added some ad libs in there and stuff too. Riffing. I'ma have to go on her, I, I, I pulled it up now. I'ma have to go in here and see. Yeah. She was yeah, she's yeah. talking about. She smashed the vine because he got two tracks on uh two features on her first on his soul the album. Yeah, that's how you know. Okay, yeah. But yeah, we'll wrap up our um, polygamy <laughs> talk here tonight. Thank you again, Forrest, for joining us. Can you please tell the people where to find you? Oh, you can find me all my art on ForrestJob.com. That's F O R E S T J O B.com. And my uh, Instagram is number four, R E S T dot J O B. And then the Twitter is uh, number four, R E S T underscore J O B. And yeah, just buy some art. Uh, and yeah, appreciate y'all. Really do, really do. Um, you can find me on Twitter at I am Curvy Vixen. Also on Instagram, I am Curvy Vixen. Uh, we are on all streaming platforms. You can also find us on Facebook, Love Drop Podcast, and on Twitter and Instagram, and just Love Drop Pod. Where can they find you at T? You can find me on Twitter at T the Gym. That's T E E the Gym. And you can find me on Instagram at underscore T the Gym. And as always, we like to encourage you guys um, if you 
are interested in being a guest on our show, you have a show idea, you can reach out to either Reese or myself. Don't forget to listen, like, and subscribe and leave us some reviews. But yes, absolutely. We are pretty open. I'm on Twitter a little bit more than Reese is. So even if you don't get in contact with Reese, you can always contact me as well. Uh, Just don't be weird. That's all I ask. And then stay tuned. We're also going to have some Patreon uh, content for the month of April. So stay tuned and look out for it. We appreciate you all for listening. Thank you again for for joining us. Thank you. And you all have a good one. Bye-bye. Peace.